Okay, Hunter. Last week we talked a lot, so much, about Beavis and Butthead. Okay. And this week's kind of unavoidable topic will end up skirting close to, like, Jackass. And oh, you just want to talk about Jackass? I'm just, I'm just gonna, this is actually just going to be a Jackass episode, but I'm You're curious. You're a big Jackass guy. I'm curious. One is, what Huge is Hunter Donaldson's Huge favorite? I actually, I actually am very <laughs> way too into Jackass, and so that's my, that is my uh, favorite of the 90s, 2000s, uh, what's the word? Like, you know, edgy humor. What's Hunter's, what's Hunter's favorite kind of South Parky? Family Guy, uh, no, nope. nope. uh, The Simpsons. What's Hunter's favorite kind of edgy adult? Humor? In the nineties, I just read literature. <laughs> um, I participated in the arts, um, uh-huh. and I was generally um, studying yes. and uh, and learning about the world mm-hmm. uh, and doing a lot of traveling. Yeah, yeah. Um, Where did I you was travel eight, to? Oh, all over. Um, outside, inside, you know. <laughs> all the places i could uh was just always getting involved getting in there you know mm-hmm. um and that was me you know yeah. and and you were watching uh jackass and I eating watched, doritos uh it, I, <laughs> I watched watched jackass ate doritos drank mountain dew and just like well i butt chugged mountain dew that's that's right. the way yes and uh yes yeah. and you were smoking at the time yeah you were a child. big smoker. You were a smoker big smoker Smoked, me drank mountain dew code red was your preferred your your you know your poison uh-huh. code red uh-huh no um, i liked live wire the orange one you liked gamer fuel okay <laughs> don't lie don't try and skirt around I worked, it you I worked were... at a video game store in college mm-hmm. and i didn't have to sell gamer fuel but i did have to sell gamer grub do you remember gamer grub no why I would sell... i know what the gamer idea grub of was. gamer I was too busy grub reading Matt. is it's it's gamer. It's like trail mix that doesn't get junk on your fingers, so that you can keep on gaming while you keep on eating. So it's specifically designed to just not get Cheeto food on dust. controllers. It's like Cheetos without Cheeto dust. Yeah. So that was the only innovation they could come up with <laughs> for a food. They were yeah. like, it will not get dust all over your fingers. It will not cake your fingers in dust. Exactly. And you should buy this product. Yeah. Have they not heard of uh, gummy worms? <laughs> Hey, what's up, gamers and buttheads and ding-dongs? It's me, it's Matt. Well, hi, my name is Matt, and welcome to Jackass. This is Old Gamers Almanac. I'm joined with Hunter Donaldson. Hi, Hunter. Hi, I'm here today. Uh, I'm on my skateboard, and I'm skating around. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tony Hawk. Tony you Hawk. know who that is. It's Tony Hawk Day. Uh, the background to this episode... Uh, also, this is we're going to rank Tony Hawk today, because that's what we do. This is a podcast where we rank video games against each Every other. Every video game. Every video ever game made. ever, one week at a time. Uh... We were going to do Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Why? And then, and then we didn't. Why? Because uh, I started to play it, and I wouldn't shut up about how much more I like Tony Hawk 3. <laughs> and uh-huh. I kept doing that until, Hunter, you were finally like, so why are we doing two? Why aren't we just doing Tony Hawk 3? Why aren't we just doing Tony Hawk yeah. 3? We should do the one that's your favorite one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, of course, we'll do the rest of the Tony Hawks. Yeah, yeah. And we of got, course, we'll do them. I'm sure we'll do them soon. Yeah. Eventually, just, it'll oh, be sure. Kirby one week, Tony Hawk the next week. <laughs> Kirby one week, Tony Hawk the next week. And then I, I like how be- this is the this is the line. And also explicitly last week in the Twisted Metal episode, and we got called out for this. You said, like, this is the only Twisted Metal game we'll probably do. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a funny uh, uh, departure from the uh, core conceit of this show. I um, have no interest in doing the rest of the Twisted Metal games. Uh, as we go... I will throw more games in the trash bucket. Mm-hmm. So all of the Twisted Metal series, the entire rest of it, yeah. is in the trash bucket. And what it, what does it mean to be in the trash <laughs> bucket? I'll answer you. Okay, calm down. Sit down, okay? <laughs> what it means to be in the trash bucket is that you do not exist yeah. anymore in this mortal plane. Right. So what that means is there's not a Twisted Metal series anymore. There's only Twisted Metal 2. Yes. Yeah, so That's in the, only in one the development exists. of this show, what we used to be sort of upset about is when we used to say, please stop making games. Well, what Hunter right. and I have 
accomplished and managed to finally do is we've developed right. the te technology to unmake games. So now we are one step closer to the ultimate goal of ranking all games because we just yeah. will shorten the list of all games. One step closer to the edge and I'm about to break <laughs> these games wide open on a, a existential level, uh -huh. you know? So there's no more Twisted Metal games besides Twisted Metal 2. It's kind of this weird quirky series where they started with number two and then never made any others. <laughs> Very kind of hilarious. Yeah. Um, you know what's fun? I not to talk more about the him, but um, him. it will be funny if <laughs> him, eventually you must not be named. Eventually, I I imagine David Jaffe will have made very few games actually <laughs> that we will slowly decanize his entire yeah all his works. He will, they will no longer exist. Twisted Metal Two, one of the God of Wars, and that stupid Metroid Dread video, and that's yeah. literally all he will be known for yeah. in the annals and, of history. And you ask, how are we able to accomplish this? Matt, you said technology. That's an interesting guess. Is incorrect. Oh, yeah, that's right. I've seen that Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, but I've seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't have to watch the yeah. Marvel movies anymore in order to have seen them. You can just say on podcasts that you've seen them. Right. Um, Doctor Strange 2, really good, except for that it really sucks a yeah. lot, but yeah. it's great. Anyways, um, <laughs> Doctor Strange taught me how to open a portal mm -hmm. to another dimension, which is what the movie is about, probably, uh, <laughs> and, and toss games through uh, the portal. So okay. I, I will be doing that yeah. as, uh, as we go forward. Yeah. We have, we have transcended beyond uh, time travelers, and we are now interdimensional beings, uh, and this podcast can make and unmake any reality we choose to. Yeah. Yeah, we un we unmake the games. Yes. Uh, how else are we going to finish this project? Right. You knew this was coming. You didn't <laughs> actually think we were going to cover every game ever made. Like, how foolish of yeah. you. How could you believe that such a thing was even possible? But, but I still reserve the right to every single time anyone says, are y'all going to cover this game? We say, well, of course, we're covering every single game. Until, of course, and until it's unmade. Yeah. We will play it, yeah. <laughs> but we do reserve the right to unmake games. <laughs> and so, yes, yeah, some some games have been unmade. I actually can't even remember what games have been unmade now because they have disappeared into right. the ether storm. There is and no I'm not sure the, they're they're deep in the maelstrom, and I don't. I no longer. I can no longer access them in my mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so today is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three, the three which one is a. Uh, I think will become the only Tony Hawk game to exist, except for when we eventually do uh, Tony Hawk's Ride, because I want to do Peripheral Month, where we play with a bunch of very bad peripherals, and Tony Hawk's Ride comes with a skateboard that you try to play on, and it's impossible, uh, and I want to do that. So that's the only Hell other yeah. Tony Hawk game that will exist after today. Uh, but today is Tony Hawk's 3. Why Tony Hawk 3? Because it's the best one. Uh, but we can talk real quickly. This is just like an Activision sports game, and... Uh, it's it's probably my favorite sports game if like if you were making sure to like call a skateboarding game a sports game i don't know why you mm -hmm. wouldn't but like maybe some people are sort of like that's i don't know what it would them. be if it wasn't a sports game right Matt. what what would it be i don't know um uh -huh. but well because it doesn't really in the way you play it it doesn't it's not like it plays like a like a you know a baseball game or a football game like you you don't do sure. strategies and stuff but i mean hey skateboarding is a, is a different kind of sport but uh, this it's came... an extreme sport. It's an X sport. It's an Matt. X sport. It's an X game. X right. games. Tony Hawk's Pro Skaters Threes. Uh, so this game is basically a. I think of it like a 3D platformer. Like I literally kind of think of it in the same way that I think about Mario 64 and Banjo Kazooie, which is like you get dumped into a map. There's a bunch of collectibles kind of all over the map, or like various mm. little challenges to do. Uh, sometimes you can do things that like change how the map is built like you open up a new area or whatever um mm -hmm. but mostly you sort of just fuff about in the map for a while doing the collectible things and then also attached to that is you got to do like points challenges you got to do really good skate tricks and continue these very 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 long combos and that's the part of the game that gets like away from realistic skating in any way uh the, the tony hawk games try to like uh or to, like perpetuate 
skater culture they try to like put that out there there's there's you know there's like dumb just like whatever skater jokes out there there's like weird like riffs on like haha canada's stupid i guess i don't know there's a lot of that kind of stuff but then when it gets to the skating it's a lot of uh physical impossibilities and doing uh grinding tricks that could never exist in real life um Mm. and it's it's sort of cranking skating up to like 15 uh but Whoa. yeah, up I went higher 15, than 11. You say exactly. Wow. All the way up to 15. <laughs> what is 14 if this is 15? Yeah. What's Four- this scaled back a little bit? Well, what I mean, it started like? with 11 in Tony Hawk's one and then two was 12 and then somehow they skipped to 15 for three. So I don't know where wow. four, I don't know where 13 and 14 went. But by, by, by Tony Hawk's three, we are all the way. So up we've yet to, to see a 13 or 14 rated yeah. Tony Hawk game. Right. Or for you, Matt, we, we just haven't seen that yet. No. No, uh, that's wild. So uh, there's there's a handful of levels in this one, and they're all kind of my my favorite of the levels. But uh, it's a really simple game. I don't know. Most of you have probably played it. This was like kind of among the most popular games to exist during its era. I would say it was in the yeah. top sellers list for a very long time, uh, many years. Like all of the games were in the top selling lists and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, it's super popular. Um, it's uh, like I don't know. It's been around for I don't, how long has it been around? How the long has the first game been Tony came Hawk out games? in 1999? Yeah, that's and and Tony Hawk gets his name on it and then makes money. Makes so and much, d- so much money. Supposedly, I mean, he supposedly uh, designed the entire game himself <laughs> by himself. Did all the code. Um, he learned a lot. He's a he's he learned truly... to code, mm-hmm. made the game. Yeah, yeah. Um. Matt, when did uh when did you first get into skateboarding culture and just skateboarding in general? Um, so during the era of Napster and LimeWire and whatever other Kazaa, if you remember these terms, all I remember of, all of the various early things. piracy. You're yeah. talking about stealing. Talking You're talking about, stealing about media. downloading a car, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I, and, you remember. And, and among the cars, I downloaded as a youngin there were some skateboards in there were there? some uh some videos called cky camp mm-hmm. kill yourself <laughs> yeah it that sucks uh, that that's the band that bam margera's brother oh is god in. bam margera uh, his brother is like the bassist or something for cky i don't remember exactly what uh but so bam and all of his dipshit friends were doing jackass stuff i mean it's it's how they came to be on jackass but mm-hmm. Jackass is born out of an entire culture of this stuff of like amateur and professional skaters doing dumb things, right? In in yeah. between doing their skate videos. Usually the dumb stuff they would do was like interstitials in between like also look at me land this like sick trick or whatever. Uh right. So I would watch Camp Kill Yourself and get into the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games and like I got like I would say decently into this stuff. It's not like I uh, ever skateboarded. I was a weird little nerd that wanted to rollerblade at the skate parks, but I didn't want to get made fun of by the older skate kids, like the 16-year-olds who were smoking pot. I was like a, I was like a 13-year-old, and I was really mm. afraid of them. So I would go to a skate park at like 6 or 7 a.m. before any of them would show up, Whoa. and I would try to rollerblade and like learn how to do vert ramps and stuff. On, and I would do that for like an hour a few a few times for like a year or something i would have my parents take me to go do that and then i eventually gave up because uh did people did people actually make fun of people for like rollerblading, rollerblading? oh for sure oh for Are you sure. serious yeah because i mean let's remember this is early 2000s everyone mm. was mean all children were mean in the Whoa. early 2000s no I matter what that they said horrible words and they said terrible things to each other and especially yeah. skaters did this and then only wow. when you became a part of a skating in-group did you fun- finally start saying the things like, yeah, well, they're nice to me. Uh, and that became your, like, idea of skater culture. Now, there, there, right. there, are, there are professional skaters uh, like my boy Rodney Mullen who have always been uh, good beings and good people. Sweethearts. Sweethearts. But that's, that's yeah. a topic for another day. So, yeah, I don't know. I was just, like, really into all this stuff. So, I just, I would, I played the bejesus out of, uh, especially this one. But we had Tony mm-hmm. Hawk 2 on our PC. We would play that a bunch. I don't mm-hmm. remember owning Tony Hawk 1, but I'm we must have. I think we had it on Nintendo 64, or I just rented it a lot for Nintendo 64. I don't know. But the N64 cartridge for Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 was blue. That's right. Just kind of yeah. an interesting aspect of it. Super Is weird. that it was a blue cartridge. 
I liked the cartridge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good cartridge. Do you like the Didn't game? No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't really like these games. I, I think they're fine. Like, yeah. I, I realize that they're important or whatever. Um, but I don't know. I like, yeah. I, I don't like the way it yanks me out of the game every two and a half minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, every two minutes. I really two don't like minutes, that. Whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. D- describe that. You were playing it just a minute ago and it, I, I could like physically well, all, watch I suck it. at it. So I'm, <laughs> I'm really bad. Uh, I'm just not, I've never been good at these types of games. Sure. Uh, and I, I realized that there's just gonna be a bunch of people that are gonna listen and be like, oh, well, you should have learned how to do it. Well, whatever. I didn't. I don't okay. want to. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Hey, and it's I okay. don't want to. Um, I've never really liked uh, skateboarding culture. Yeah. Uh, and skateboarding stuff. Um, just I think the reason I never liked it is because I knew it was something that I was never really gonna do myself mm-hmm. physically. Right. Um, so it's hard to be interested in it. And also, you know, you know me. I'm a huge fan of the 1998 Disney Channel original movie Brink, Heck which is yeah, about bro. inline skating. Team Pup and um, Suds. You know what I'm talking about. A hundred percent. I just watched that movie uh, probably six months ago when Disney when I when I first signed up for Disney Plus. That was the first thing I watched on Disney Plus. I adore that movie. We're soul skaters. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I thought I was gonna bring up just like a weird <laughs> out of nowhere like cultural thing. I was invested. And then of course you're this. just like, oh, I'm all I'm. I love it already. <laughs> just a big fan of the one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> I was just going to bring it up and just kind of slyly make fun of it. And of course, you're just like, yeah, that rules. Awesome. Cool. Do you want to rank Brink as well? Do you want to put Brink on the list? I mean, of well? the Disney Channel original movies, it's probably higher ranking, but that means very little. Are you kind of a wine taster when it comes to Disney Channel original movies? Are you sort of a taste maker? Katie and I the... have literally been rewatching Disney Channel. Like, that's what we watch at night. Uh, we just rewatched Motocrossed and Xenon, the girl of the 21st century. Uh, like wow. we just watched those last week. Those are that's the okay. I've Let's done rank them right now. Uh, what's, what's number one? Uh, Brink. Yeah, probably Brink. Brink's number one. Okay. What's that. number two? What's uh, number two? Xenon. And mm-hmm. then and then there's some others that I'm gonna forget. Like Smart House is really ridiculous, but probably not as good as Motocross. So Motocross. People talk about and then Smart, Smart House, House a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Smart House is a uh, Katie Seagal. That's Katie, Katie Seagal and Smart House. Oh yeah, Katie Seagal so cool. So cool. Um, yeah, I love I, I love a Disney Channel original movie. That's the problem with me, though, right? This this is why Tony Hawk fits sort of perfectly into my brand, which is this: uh, skating seems cool, but I'm not cool, so I'll take the corporatized version of it all, please. Thank you. Give me the di- <laughs> give me the Disney skateboarding movie. I love that because I'm 12 or whatever. Yeah, that's that fair. is the that's firmly where I fit in with skating culture. I I definitely cannot hang out with skaters but i like to watch them from afar and watch their videos and stuff yeah yeah you know in tony hawk pro skater 3 matt you you brought something up before we were going to record um which is that doom guy is uh in the game (laughs) Uh darth maul's also in the game yeah um why was it darth maul like why not darth vader yeah especially because this is a number of years after uh, uh, that it was movie like two years out. after yeah. Star Wars Episode One. I guess Dark Maul was still to... just the coolest thing around at that point. I guess so. I guess so. And honestly, if you really, I mean, if you really tried to punk me on it, Darth Maul does seem like the only Star Wars character that would actually skateboard. Sure. If you did have to, like, kind of evaluate him that I way, think I, don't know, Binks, I think Jar Jar Binks has the physicality for skateboarding. You know, yeah, I, I but feel like not I could the confidence, see, but not the confidence. Not the confidence. Yeah. He doesn't have the confidence for that. Misano, 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 likey the skating. That's what he would say. Uh, and you know, he would just be like bumbling around out there. Misano front the side. <laughs> Misano kickflip. Um, yeah, no, no, I, I, I don't think. I don't think Jar Jar has what it takes. Yeah. Um, I was thinking Greedo uh, might oh, sure. be down. Yeah. Uh, Boba Fett obviously would not actually have any use for a skateboard now that I think about it. Yeah. Because he has a jetpack. And a jetpack is essentially a skateboard. He uh, would be but, the main character to do it, though. But but yeah, his jetpack sort of invalidates the whole experience. And that's just yeah, why Darth wh- Maul gets the, gets the push. Give me a Boba Fett game where we take away the jetpack and we hand him a skateboard. You know what <laughs> I mean? And he's on a skateboard planet. Has to fit in, you know? 
they're all just punks. Man, and so that's all... uh, let's uh, shout out to my my favorite brand, Disney. You know I love them. You know I love you everything love about them. But mm-hmm. I, I wish I would love more inexplicable. We've been doing Kingdom Hearts stuff, so like inexplicable, dumb and bad crossovers yeah. are very much on my mind. Right. I don't see any reason why we can't get a Tony Hawk's Boba Fett uh, game. They've, why not? They've, do- they've done weirder things. I- I'm telling you, Goofy dying in front of Cloud Strife is way weirder than Boba Fett's Tony Hawk. The problem is that the problem you're going to run into right away, which is is going to be this. Uh, Tony Hawk, obviously kind of a little bit of a diva. Got to have his name on everything, you know. <laughs> Boba Fett, also a bit of a diva. So what are we going to call this game? Tony Hawk's Boba Fett Skater 2 yeah. or something? Like, what are we going to call it? Boba Hawk. We got to have Tony's name. <laughs> Boba, Boba Hawk Pro Jetpack 4. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, I, I, I just feel like it's too many big personalities. Yeah. Whereas Darth Maul, you know, episode one came out and people were like, oh, I don't know about this. So Darth Maul, you know, didn't have the cultural cachet to outmatch Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk still got to be daddy of the game. It is funny to me how this sort of redefined Activision's push for these types of games uh, for a while. Before Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, there was like a handful of extreme sports games that tried to do stuff. But obviously none mm-hmm. of them were like, None of them really caught on. There were a couple of okay ones. But immediately after Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, you get like Matt Hoffman's Pro Cycling or whatever. Kelly Slater's Pro Surfing. Like all Sean White's Snowboarding. They all tried to like they they decided having the name was the important factor. But none of the other ones took off. It was only Tony Hawk. Because Tony Hawk made the game. You can't (laughs) you can't just you can't just have somebody else make a game that mm-hmm. is imitating something. Right. You have to ask. They should have had Tony Hawk make the other games as right. well for right. these other people. And they did not do that. Also, wasn't there a bicycling game where there was nudity in it? Oh, probably. Wasn't there like a Tony Hawk, but it's bicycles and there's there's nudies? I don't um, know. I guess. That was Matt, definitely Matt something Hoffman's that existed. probably had that, I guess. No, I, I think there was a game called like BMXX. Oh, you're right. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that's something that existed. Whoa. Now, you know what? If we want to take an opportunity right now to unmake a game, the yeah. portal is hungry. And I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and with gloves on. So I'm wearing gloves uh-huh. and I have one of those like, you know those things you use to pick up trash on the side of their yep. the little arm things? Yep. So I have BMXX in the glove. To, to be my clear, hand it's BMX triple X for the Xbox yeah. and PlayStation Wait, too. wait. So it's four X's? It's and four the, X's. The, BMX okay, okay, XXX. Okay. Keep it well, listen, dirty. Uh, audience, audience, this game will be never mentioned again because I'm about to drop it into the portal with my little trash arm. Okay? Okay? Uh, I'm dropping it. Uh-huh. Three, two, one, unmade. What were we I, just talking about? I completely I, lost I my train of thought. I think we were talking about Tony Hawk Press. Yeah, you're probably three. right. Um, let's yeah. talk about the game real quickly. Um, sure. Specifically what 3 did. So up to this point, you know, this, this is the third iteration, and they are growing the game with each uh, iteration. I will say too, mm-hmm. uh, p- uh, playing off the back of like I played Tony Hawk's two right before this. I think the the differences are stark. There is a big contrast in these games. First okay. off, I mean obviously there's a there's a whole console generation upgrade to this. So visually, Tony Hawk's three looks better to me for reasons we talked about last week. I think fast PS one games hurt hurt me brain and uh, are hard to keep up mm-hmm. with. Um, mm-hmm. And and so just that that alone makes this game a little bit more playable for me. Wait, what did you play the original two on when you were a kid? Did you play them on the N sixty four on a PC? You played them on a PC when yeah. you were a kid. Yeah, my I talked to my brother about this recently, and he seems to remember we had a PC controller. He does not remember. Pl- he remembers playing Tony Hawk two, but he definitely does not. Re- he said I don't remember playing it with a keyboard though. We must have had some sort mm-hmm. of USB controller weird. At the time. some weird third party Early, gross yeah. mad cats controller That's or something insane. i have no That's memory insane. of it but we must have had it so anyways yeah i play i played two on pc and uh so the upgrades for three are a couple things one three introduces a very subtle mechanic that's called switching uh, as you mm-hmm. land on a half pipe you can do a switch which is where you like switch your stance you turn the skateboard 180 and then you can combo that into a manual and it makes one continuous trick. And so then you can ride your manual right. into the next, uh, like the other half of your half pipe, which means you can do basically, Hunter, you said like, oh yeah, it's annoying that these are, you're on like a two minute timer. Right. Well, the idea then becomes, especially in like the later levels where uh, you, you have incredibly high score challenges, like really, really difficult high score challenges. 
The only way to do those challenges is to have one non-stop trick that you do for two full minutes and then land it right at the end and score 500, 600, whatever it is, like 800,000 points or something like that. That right. is like the only way to do the final challenge of the game is to have mm. one two-minute long trick on the cruise ship. Um, so this is where the series leaned the hardest into this like combo thing. This is the only game I've personally ever played where I truly felt like scoring points was like an integral part of the experience. You know how you like yeah. collect coins in Mario and you get like a little point counter. I've never paid attention to those points in any other game and I don't know why I ever would. I can't think of another game where the points matter except for in Tony Hawk uh, is, is like my only example of that. Because it will give you challenges of like get this, get many, this many points. points. And to get yeah. those points, you have to learn how to do your special moves. You have to learn specific spots on the map where like you get a bonus thing, right? There's There are certain areas like if you jump this gap, you get like a it's like a named thing to have done. I Oh, I jumped yeah. over the horn or whatever. And that adds effectively a trick into your combo. And basically you get a, a score and it's just sort of like always ticking up. But then for every trick you add into it, you get a multiplier of that score. And so then it mm -hmm. becomes like critically important to like the, the way you end up playing this game at, at the in the last couple levels is like you go up a vert ramp and you try to do like a kickflip, a heel flip, a kickflip. Like you're trying to do like four kick tricks before you even land and then land into the manual and keep the trick. You're just trying to fit in as many tricks as possible. This game would set me off in the craziest way because it is it becomes a huge actions per minute type of game like you were literally just feverishly smashing the controller trying to get as many tricks as physically possible yeah, and yeah. that would get my heart rate up and because you only have two minutes like if you don't land a trick or whatever the run is gone because you're not going to hit that high score challenge you just won right so you are better off restarting the the level immediately don't even don't finish out the two minutes that's a waste of your time so this is the game that like taught me quick restart and save scumming and all of that like this game bored that into my brain of just i mean i, I would be trying to do the final challenges on some of the last metal levels and it would literally be just like you get two seconds in it's like nope i already am off let's restart 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 and i would do that for hours just restart the exact same level over and over and over again yeah it's it's wild how when you're a kid you just kind of dump yeah all the time in <laughs> a, in the world into a game like this yeah you know yeah. yeah i uh i had some experiences like that with tony hawk pro skater one i never felt like the series was evolving in a way that i could understand mm -hmm. i think most sports games have this problem yeah in that on the surface i like obviously there's new mechanics there's stuff that's different but I remember as a kid just like not really understanding no that difference. there was any real, yeah, yeah, that there was any real difference being made. And because culturally it didn't mean anything to me, skateboarding or or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I just never followed uh, the series. And it's it's wild because it does like really, I don't know. It's like I, I don't, I, I mess with some things like this. Like I like snowboarding games. Uh-huh. Like snowboarding games are cool. Like Cool Borders, SSX, Tricky. Yeah. Those are like games that I can get down with because they have like, they just let me play them for uh -huh. longer. Mm -hmm. I feel like Tony Hawk kind of, the game design is sort of saying like, all right, here's the level, uh, smash it out. Like, like, it, like it kind of tells me to get very good at the game very quickly. Yeah. Um, and that is not like super attractive to me. Also like, doing tricks is not as much fun as going fast. And I realize tricks make you go fast. Mm -hmm. So like, that's maybe a little bit of a contradiction, but like, I would have, I don't know. I would have been just as psyched for like a downhill rollerblading game. Yeah. As yeah. I would be for, well, you know, Tony Hawk pro skater three. I think there's something real to that, which is like the best Tony Hawk levels are the ones that are like a downhill track in the first game like the last level right. is literally just a downhill downhill thing and you just sort of go from thing to thing my favorite level of tony hawk 3 is the airport which is essentially the exact same idea like you start at the top you go through the whole level it's probably going to be kind of difficult to get back up to the top or whatever there's always a way to sort of like warp yourself back up but that's not the point you only have two minutes you have enough time to get from the top to the bottom and hang out in the bottom for a little bit and then the level's mm. over so yeah i agree that those are by far my favorite levels i mean my least favorite levels are every three or so levels you'll do a uh skate competition 
uh, which is like you get three heats. You take the best two scores of your three heats and you try to medal or whatever. And this is, I mean, this is like straight up raw skater culture stuff. Like this is like if you go and mm. watch, this is actually how skate competitions are done. They're putting them in pretty authentic locations compared to like most of the other levels are in like really ridiculous places. But all of the right. skate competitions are like, this is where a skate competition would be. This is Venice Beach or what, you know, whatever it is, Rio. Right. Um, it, but those levels aren't nearly as interesting because the only thing you do on those levels is try to get high scores. And like, there's not nearly as much exploration. You, because you're, you, you, as soon as you're dropped in, it's like, no, I have to be going for the score. Whereas the levels that are like open and you just sort of get to clown around in them are significantly uh, more fun. So I, I agree with that that take that it's like, there free mode can be a lot more fun, but then in free mode you don't have the challenges. And so then I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing without the challenges, like collecting the letters of skate and doing these other things. Right. Th that's kind of my favorite part of the game. And then the fact that they put that on a two minute timer is definitely weird for me it turns those challenges into their own little mini speed runs right i i would like to try to do this this and this challenge within that two minute timer so i have to like plot out my course of like where i where all the points i need to hit are to do those things within my two minutes and then i make that my run or whatever right right and that yeah that's what creates the tension is having such a limited amount of time mm -hmm. you have to do this all very very quickly right um for me, at my level, I would just prioritize doing one thing, yeah. and then if I accomplish that one thing, I would feel like, oh, cool, right. like good job for me or whatever. Totally. Um, so I feel like, in a way, the the time, the, this aspect of it, I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's funny. I I feel like I would have been more happy playing the the more recent remakes of uh, one and two. Yeah. Um, just because I would imagine mechanically they would feel a lot more approachable for yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, just because I, I, it's been so long since I played any of these games, um, and and like I said, the only one that I played with any level of interest really was the first one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool that they got Doom guy in there. <laughs> Doom's pretty cool. So I played through the first two episodes of Doom recently, and it's very very good. <laughs> it's um, a way better video game, huh? I fall asleep playing it in my bed on my Steam Deck. My Steam Deck can That's play adorable. Doom. Yeah. Yeah. And every night I play Doom and, and fall asleep and I dream of demons. Um, the shotgun in Doom is probably the greatest feeling weapon I've ever experienced in a video game. Like it's an actual. It's amazing that Doom feels as perfect as it does. It's unbe uh, unbelievable experience playing Doom. Hmm. Really love it a lot. Um, Man, what is my favorite One of the greatest games ever in made. Video game. My, I, I right now, and this is recency bias, and I do not care. My favorite weapon in video games is the shotgun in Doom. It's my, just, it feels so good. Mine might be the crossbow in Half-Life 2. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Right. I'm not very good with it, but when you get a hit, the sound and the feel and everything of that crossbow, boy, is it, it's good. It's pretty, yeah, it's, it's a pretty complicated little gun there. Yeah pins things all funny mm -hmm. it'll be all like you know goofy ragdolling right. stuff Pending yeah no t totally totally i think with with doom it's it's every little aspect of the game kind of working together for the shotgun to feel really good it's yeah. it's you move so fast you doom guy runs faster than tony hawk can skate <laughs> take that tony hawk you little poser you little nothing yeah. okay your name is tony doom guy doesn't even have a name he doesn't even have a face. He wears a helmet a la Master Chief. Mm -hmm. And he can run faster than anyone can skate in this world or the next. Okay? That's the real truth. Yeah. I love the idea that maybe we'll never do a Doom episode, but over over the pieces of many episodes, we'll talk about Doom so often that like, but at some point we could just be like, you know what? I think we could just rank Doom now. Like we've taught, we've done, we've done a ten minute segment on Doom mm -hmm. in like forty episodes. It's time to go ahead and just rank Doom or whatever. I'm never gonna rank Doom <laughs> because I think I'm just gonna spend the rest of my life playing Doom. Yeah, because what a cool game. Yeah, what a cool ass game. Uh, okay. La last thing I want to say about Tony Hawk Three for me and my memory is uh. This is also where I, I just really liked the multiplayer the most. Um, in Tony Hawk 2, 
there is a level editor. I do not believe there is a level editor in Tony Hawk 1, although I could be wrong. Regardless, neither of the level editors on the PlayStation era Tony Hawks are very good because there's not enough computational power to build a big enough map. You basically end up building a map with like four ramps in it, and it's incredibly boring. Uh, but Tony Hawk 3 is where the first time the level editor is pretty good. And and Hunter, I, I, I almost wonder if this is where you would potentially have gotten more enjoyment out of the game, which is, which is this. I used to make levels... Uh, with the explicit purpose of you can play a multiplayer game in this that's just horse, which is like I do a trick, mm. you try to copy my trick, and if I've you done that trick, with people yeah. before, so you yeah, can play yeah. horse. And horse is fine in like the normal levels, but what's more fun is to create your own levels with really specific challenges in mind, and then play horse on that. And I would do right. I would do that kind of stuff uh, quite often, like with my brother or whoever I could whoever I could get a hold of. So I I do think this is kind of like the best the multiplayer ever got for Tony Hawk. Not that it's like a game that should be known for multiplayer or should like where the multiplayer should even be cared about. But I do think this is like the peak of it for me. Yeah. My favorite thing about Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the series, is that um, when I moved to Portland, I went to, I was walking around and, and somebody told me, oh, there's a skate park near here. Do you want to go see this skate park? And it was underneath, it's underneath the Burnside Bridge. And I walked up to it and I'm looking at it and I'm <laughs> mm -hmm. like, I have been to this skate park I know before. This. Yeah. <laughs> but there's no way I have. Yeah. It doesn't really make sense. And You've I realized that like, this is just a Tony Hawk level. Yep. Is it, what it is. It exactly um, was. And it sucks because it sounds like it may have closed during the pandemic and oh, I'm not really? sure if it reopened or not. Mm. But like, why would it not reopen? I can't find anything where anyone's revealing whether it opened or not. Can any of our Portland listeners confirm for us whether the Burnside Skate Park is open? Because hmm. it is a Tony Hawk level. Yep. And so, and actually, it would be really weird if it didn't reopen because then that would mean when they remade, what is it, Tony Hawk 1 recently? Yeah. That that's the only way to skate at the Burnside Skate is Park this now. Is new video game? To, you got to meet up in the digital space, wow. which that kind of blows. Um, but yeah, cool skate park, cool that it was in Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, I, I do think that's the other thing that gets uh, t to me about Tony Hawk. The thing I really actually love about it is, I mean, yeah, it's like a corporatized thing. It's Activision, Who like who cares? But there, there was a period of time in the 90s when skating was dying. Skateboarding was yeah. going to go away. None of these people made money. And uh, Tony Hawk won landing well the, the x games stepped in and that started to popularize it and then like tony hawk landed a 900 and that was like a huge news thing and then immediately after that the the first tony hawk game came out so like that yeah. sequence of events like saved all of skateboard culture basically like yeah. we, it, we literally might not have skateboarding culture to the scale it's at now without tony hawk's pro skater and so in that way even if it is this sort of like dumb corporatized thing I find it really endearing in a way that I don't find other like sports games or even other games like by Activision and stuff. I feel like mm -hmm. it, it feels like there's heart in these games, even though like I know I know there's not right. I, I, I know that Activision sucks and but but there's just something to these games. I think the biggest thing for that, too, is the other drive for me playing these games is when you beat the game as each character the, the like thing you get at the end of that is one of their skate tapes, right? You get, you just get to watch a video of them doing one of their skate tapes. It's like a, I don't know, mm -hmm. two minute long video or whatever. And nowadays that's not impressive. Cause like we have YouTube, but at right. the time, this was how I found those skate tapes. It's not like they were like readily available on Napster or whatever. You could probably dig for a long time and find them. But like, I wasn't old enough and a, and a part of that culture enough where the only way I got to watch those skate tapes that I really wanted to watch was to play through this game and beat it with every single character, which I didn't beat it with every character, but I beat it with a lot of the characters because I wanted to explicitly watch their skate tape. And I don't know, all of that lends to the like culture of just like, I don't know. These are sport games that feel like they they actually mean it. They they they're they're cared for in a way that I've never seen another sort of overly monetized thing cared for. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I just to kind of try and summarize your point. It's like a corporate product, but a good corporate product. Yeah. A good corporation. A decent one, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. You know, Doom was just made by two guys named John. Yeah, exactly. They both had the <laughs> exactly. same name. They didn't even know how to make money yet. 
They were children. It has a ch- it has a child a child's wonder in mm. it. Doom, and also, and you know what? It is Beavis and Butthead humor. Doom, sure, but it's actually funny. Like, oh. because it's not overt about itself. Mm-hmm. It sort of says, "Hey, this world is full of demons, and the music is dumb and loud." Yeah, uh, and that's just a fact of this universe. And if it makes you laugh, that's cool. But we're actually playing it straight. The game doesn't do a joke and then wink at you. Ha yeah, ha ha. Yeah, yeah. How funny. How funny is this? You know, like some of the games we've been talking about do. Tw- Twisted Metal, constantly winking yeah. at you. Tony Hawk has winky oh, yeah. humor that All totally over. sucks. Really dumb. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Doom uh, is just like, what if the devil was kind of dumb? Right. <laughs> uh, hilariously, Hunter, have you seen this thing about uh, that some people managed to kind of put together and leak all of what exists of the original 2001 build of Duke Nukem Forever before it went into uh, vaporware for a very long time and then was eventually no, released but poorly. I, I did not hear about there that. There is a playable version of the original build of Duke Nukem Forever. So uh, maybe, maybe Duke we... Nukem might be the king of this humor for video games <laughs> in that he is, what a rascal that guy, <laughs> and tempted to throw him and his ilk yeah. all the way into the nether zone. But... I think that would be okay. I think I I don't know. It is it, it is pretty funny when he says like nice. Like that's <laughs> pretty good. He's got his bubblegum thing, his bubblegum line that he stole from Yeah, we'll have line. to we'll have to play that game at some so. point and be like ugh yeah. and be disgusted, <laughs> but then also be like but some of this is actually kind of funny. Um I think is a likely outcome. Yeah. Actually maybe not. I don't know. It th- those games probably suck to play. Uh, but you know what so. doesn't suck? Doom. So let's do it. Let's rank Doom. Oh, sorry. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. <laughs> All right, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Uh, I am obviously on the high end today. You are on the low end. I'm on the high end. Oh, all right, no. let's do it. Let's I'm flip on the it. high end. Tell me how yeah. high this puppy can rise, Hunter. All right, number one. Yeah, I thought so. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. I thought so. All right, um, what's, uh, your, what's your low? Boy, it could go as low as Killer Instinct. That's a pretty wide range, I would say. Yeah, uh... <laughs> Killer Instinct is where you would put it. No, like you would put it that low. I could go you put as it low below Twisted Metal Two. I could go as low as that. Um, I think we have an. I th- here's the only thing is I think we have an interesting conversation to have here in Twisted Metal Two because we did these back to back. They are of a similar Beavis and Butthead vibe, and they are sort of inverses of each other. Twisted Metal Two was sort of your series that I never uh got down on and tony hawk yeah. is sort of my series that you never really got down on never never into not that you didn't i didn't even play twisted metal you played tony hawk so there's a, there's a difference there but i am interested to hear your vibe on uh your feelings between tony hawk and twisted metal um i well okay first of all tony hawk is just better it's just a better game it's mechanically more interesting uh it's more consistent it actually has goals Mm-hmm. Whereas Twisted Metal is just like kill the other, yeah, uh, kill the other vehicular com- uh, competitors. Uh, yeah, Tony, Tony Hawk is is for sure a better game than Twisted Metal too. It also has a more interesting legacy. Twisted Metal is just part of this very weird genre car combat that never really had its ace in the whole game. Yeah. Whereas like Tony Hawk is the king of the alternative sports game. Right. You it know? is the ace in the hole. Yeah. Right, it is the ace in the hole. It is it is the game that made the genre real, right? Uh, and was like a peak. I mean, I've I mean, just sales numbers alone, right? Tony Hawk blows Twisted Metal Two out of the water. Twisted Metal Two is just like whatever, just yeah. some dumb, yeah. weird game. So it's it's Twi- Tony Hawk's got to be above Twisted Metal Two. Gotcha for sure. How, how many? How many? I don't think we need to go like one at a time here. How many legs up could you jump? What's what's like the next thing you're looking at that you would kind of like to? Where's a comparison point here? I my my eye immediately goes to Solar Ash. Uh, I guess okay. because of the sort of rollerblady feel of it, kind of feels like a sporty action game. It's got okay. you know you grind on rails, you do all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I care which one go like between Solar Ash and Tony Hawk, but yeah. it would be interesting to hear you compare them. Yeah, I think um, I mean Tony Hawk definitely means more than Solar Ash will ever right. mean. Uh, uh, if anything, I mean, Solar Ash is sort of uh, building off of the style of thing that Tony Hawk was and doing it with no sort of noteworthy, you know, 
evolution of that. Right. Um, right. So any of the sort of feelings of combos that you do in Solar Ash just don't. I mean, if anything, Solar Ash would have been significantly better if with tricks, with tricks, with like I with more <laughs> of more than just doing. Like this, you know, when you're like grinding on the boss and then all you have to do is like hit A when you pass the big, huge sort of thing that you're supposed right. to press. It's like, imagine it's if that was like rails, a yeah. thing I needed to to jump off and over. And if there was more openness to those bosses, like there is in a sort of grinding segment of a Tony Hawk downhill level, like that would have been deeply more satisfying to me than uh, than Solar Ash. So I, th- I think that is like exactly where Solar Ash fails is in its ability, its inability to like do some of the things that make Tony Hawk feel so good. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. What? Where is the next point to talk? Because I feel like, I mean, we could... The next thing is, like, Journey to Silius at number 27. Yeah. I think Tony Hawk is definitely more important than Journey to Silius. I think Silius. we could uh, talk about maybe Sonic the Hedgehog? Uh, 1991 Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah, so Sonic the Hedgehog versus uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 is the refined version of this thing where yeah. sonic the hedgehog 1991 is just like our start right on a game you yeah. know what i mean it's they're it, both interested in speed which is cool but mm-hmm. there's an interesting point here of uh like we were going to do tony hawk 2 and i think tony hawk 2 failed enough for me that like tony hawk 2 and tony hawk 1 maybe would have been the things that go under sonic advent sonic the hedgehog 1 but tony hawk 3 purely because it is that refinement is the thing that gets to go above Sonic the Hedgehog. But like, I know with every bone in my body that so- that Sonic 2 <laughs> will go above uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 at some point. But, yeah, whenever, but I don't feel that way about to... Sonic 1. Yeah, maybe. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll have to get there. Yeah, um, yeah I, think, I think Tony Hawk can definitely go above Sonic the Hedgehog. What is the next? I'm kind of thinking... Maybe we skip up a few and talk about Kirby Superstar versus Tony Whoa, Hawk. Whoa, interesting. Maybe that was more than I was going to climb. Um, I mean, I know this game's really important to you, and I kind of want to know how important. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that boy. That's a scary question you've just asked, and I was not prepared today to think about that. Uh, Superstar versus Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3. Uh, Kirby Superstar is more enjoyable uh, because Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 gets my... Um, whatever chemicals uh, cooking too fast and it freaks me out and mm. makes me mad. Uh, so Tony Hawk is a, a a more dangerous game for me and my brain, and that usually means Danger points game. against it uh, for me. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't think that there's... I don't think there's that much to either of these games on like a level-to-level basis, right? Like a superstar sure. world is like, eh, it's pretty simple. And like the level, it's not like it's amazing level geometry and design. And I wouldn't say Tony Hawk's 3 is, like, amazing level design. I think there's pretty good stuff in most of the Tony Hawk levels in terms of, like, finding the line that you want to do your best combo on. I think mm-hmm. that I think solving that puzzle is more interesting than anything you do in Superstar. But I think, I mean, I think Superstar as just a sort of chill out, play it with a friend thing has always done yeah. a lot more for me than Tony Hawk ever did. Okay, okay. So that would put Tony Hawk underneath Kirby Superstar. What do you think about... So the next spot is number 19, Forza Horizon 5. Yeah. How do you feel like those compare? Hmm. They're sports at least kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah, they're both alternative sports games, I right. guess if you call racing games alternative yeah, I mean, sports it's, uh, games, yeah, which I'm, we will I'm, I'm today. Really, we're stretching the definitions. Uh, but I... Oh, that This is a tough one. What stinks about Forza Horizon 5 is I feel like right after playing it i was like really stoked about it and wanted to keep playing it like right away and the further we get away from that episode the more i just even forget about forza horizon 5 do you have that feeling with it has it sort of been slowly evaporating from your memory it was not very distinct in my brain um in that i kind of feel like an aspect of it didn't necessarily get me gearheaded enough Mm -hmm. to remember it and i do think if uh, if we ever do any shuffling of the list, that Forza Horizon Five might might scoot down a, a few notches. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I could totally, I would totally be happy with Tony Hawk being above uh, Forza, Forza Horizon, Horizon 5, Five, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three. I want to look at. I mean, I I mean, we already we know that Final Fantasy Seven is like a whole gross conversation, but looking at the other things in between Forza and Final Fantasy Seven, just to sort of like be looking at it. 
it sh- I, I, I also agree it should be better than Forza, but Forza's place feels weird. Does it feel like it should be above Metroid Dread and Donkey Kong Country 3 as well? I'm ben, Metroid Dread is not a game that I particularly yeah. cared about when we played it. Right. Um, and in my mind has just even, yeah, I've experienced that lessening. Donkey Kong Country 3 is a cool game. It's a fine game. Mm-hmm. I have no issues with it. It is definitely not the excellent example of its own genre series. or series yeah three, Whereas, three really is the peak of tony hawk it's literally yeah. the best it ever got yeah so i mean i th- i think i think in that way it's like donkey kong country 3 it's kind of the same logic that we used for sonic the hedgehog uh which is that it's just not the best yeah of th- there's other things basically right. Okay, then I feel I feel good about this. Then I think, uh, uh, yeah, number nineteen, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three, right under Kirby yeah. Superstar, but right above Forza Horizon Five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, actually, let's let's read that ten spread there because we didn't actually read any. Sure, we, we didn't really do any kind of overview of the yeah. list. So so right now it, it's nineteen Tony Hawk Pro Skater Three, twenty Forza Horizon Five, twenty one Metroid Dread, twenty two Donkey Kong Country Three. 23, Final Fantasy VII, Get Owned. 24, Pikmin. 25, Sonic the Hedgehog. 26, Kingdom Hearts. 27, Mass Effect 1. 28, Journey to Silius. And 29, Solar Ash. Yeah. Um, that is that 10 spread there from 19 to 29. Interesting. Um, we should, we should uh, this week post the entire list in the uh, description in case... Yeah. In case you've I been have, confused. I have finally started doing that. I have the list oh, in like the last... Uh, two episodes maybe and i'll probably go back and edit it into others but i've been starting to put the the list prior to the current episodes ranking that's like going in the episode descriptions now so if you're trying to like visually keep up you can always pull up your podcast app and look at the the list that we are referring to yourself right so that's, and that's, i would encourage you to do that whenever we have when we, we get to this part of the episode yeah. so that you have an understanding it of like the because it's only going to get worse from here y'all yep there's yep. only going to be more and more games and a longer and longer and yep. more uh weird uh the list will yeah. be basically um, i want to ruminate on this for a second i was just talking about how forza horizon 5 has sort of slowly getting erased from my memory Mm-hmm. Um, what's interesting, and I mean, this is also because we sort of, we sort of are faced with it often, but I do keep thinking about Final Fantasy VII, and that keeps meaning something, you know? That, yeah. that, that initial Final Fantasy VII ranking was like a, an immediate reaction to Final Fantasy mm-hmm. VII, and I'm interested to see what's going to happen in the future with Final Fantasy VII, because there is a quality to it of like, you don't get to take it out of your brain. You don't get to. Nobody does. Like, you don't get to forget Final Fantasy VII is what I'm slowly learning just mm-hmm. over time. And Why do uh, you say that? Why can't you forget it? I, I don't know. It don't, it, I think about Final Fantasy VII like at least once a week. I just think Weird. about it. And I think about replaying it. And I think about picking it back up and seeing what else I could maybe go do in it. Like, that keeps happening. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if if you have any energy at all to play Final Fantasy VII... You should probably just play something else. I would say, <laughs> like that's 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 what as your as your therapist, as your doctor, <laughs> I I would say that the energy is spent yeah. uh, better elsewhere. Sure, there is no. I mean, unless I don't know, may, you could you could uh, pick it up on PC and play with the remake mod and yeah. with the um the other. There's well, a see, fan that's the thing is, Hunter, you and I, you and I got our Steam decks recently, and we have mm-hmm. recently been digging into uh, how freaking easy and good it is to emulate on that puppy. And, uh, it is very easy. So yeah, it feels I have quite been thinking good. about. Um, here, here's what I'm thinking about with Final Fantasy VII because in in playing the whole scope of it, what I learned about Final Fantasy VII is, I was always nervous about like how much do I like really properly need to be engaging with uh, this like leveling system and and stuff like that. And I I never learned the correct way to engage with it. But now, I feel like I after having beat the game and seeing like where the difficult points are. I know the stuff that I could sort of skirt around, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like on the on the Switch version that I played, there's a way to turn on like all limit breaks. Like your limit is right. just always going. And I like right. didn't want to use that because like I want the authentic experience. But there's a certain level of like I could have gotten away with doing that a lot and not been robbed much of the experience for myself. Uh, sure. Which is just to say like when I just need to power level some areas and like I want to do some of the like let me let me you know play stealing items off of some enemies for a minute and then okay now that i've done the things i want to do let me just 
do the limit, kill the enemy, be out of this combat like right away. I could have done a lot more of that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I keep thinking about. If I if I were to go back and replay Final Fantasy VII, it would be, boy, am I going to crank up the uh, the speed right in in most things, and I'll just like handle the grinding better for myself because I understand like the scope of the game. I want to do more of the side questy stuff, and I want to do more of the like post end game stuff and I wasn't set up for that and we were sort of rushing the episode by the time we recorded it and I think all of that impacted my ability to do that episode basically yeah so I'll say this you live in the dad lands yeah and you right now you're just talking you're just talking a bunch of bunk you're just talking a whole bunch you're trying to get me excited about something (laughs) and I'm not falling for it all right I will not be you have a good defense mechanism there Hunter that is that is a you, you're a smart guy, and uh, you're yeah. right, but uh, I, I'm going to continue to do these mistakes. face lying to not <laughs> only me, but the entire audience. As if we would waste time and myself. having you play no. a game that you've already played. This year. This year you've already played it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You and Final Fantasy VII had your shot. It was one shot, one opportunity, and it's over for you two. <laughs> And I'm not having you have some toxic relationship where you're thinking about them like, oh, I miss Final Fantasy VII. Oh, I wish <laughs> but that, that I had part been nicer is there. I can't Fantasy make that VII. go away. I just have to find yeah. a new way to handle that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like maybe someday there will be some other Final Fantasy VII that will come along mm-hmm. uh, and we'll just see how, we'll see how you do that time. You got to live and learn. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like move on, um, try it again with something. But new. also like, you know, Final Fantasy VII's a big boy. Doesn't need you to like it. <laughs> like it just doesn't. It's, it, it's a historical classic. It, it does not, the fact that it's being dumpstered upon on our show, <laughs> even though it means a lot to me, yeah. you know what I mean? Even yeah. though it means a lot to me, for some reason that was not important. But it, the fact that it's being dumpstered upon in our show is part of the show's identity, mm-hmm. Matt. Mm-hmm. It's about being a show that hates JRPGs because that's <laughs> what we need right now. More than ever. More than ever. <laughs> I've been seeing it lately. People are trying to act like these JRPGs are good uh-huh. and we gotta hurt them. Uh-huh. We gotta hurt them. Take them down a Speaking level. of which, I'm about to start playing Yakuza 0 <gasps> and... Dragon Quest Eleven. I'm picking it back up again. Whoa. I'm playing all kinds of stuff. I'm I'm off. Man. I'm I'm on my own path now. I'm on my own path. I, we have I, diverged. I'm, we have diverged timelines. I'm really hoping the Steam Deck helps me in a lot of ways because it's so dumb. But I want to play a Yakuza game, and I don't want I don't necessarily want to play Dragon Quest Eleven right now. I do want to play Dragon Quest Five. I want to play that. Yeah, I don't know why you want to play Dragon yeah. Fe- Quest V or Yakuza. Yeah. Doesn't really make any sense to me. A Yakuza game is like uh, it has like soap opera esque yeah. elements that are I don't I don't think you're gonna like that very much. You might like Dragon Quest V because it has it's like I mean it is very Pokemon esque. It mm-hmm. has some hardcore Pokemon stuff, but it also does a lot of storytelling in like a Super Nintendo JRPG yeah. type way. Well, the um, other thing too that has uh, been improved a certain amount in my life with the Steam Deck is uh, Hunter you and I are both uh, playing Raw Danger at the moment which is like a PS2 game that never really got a proper English translation but there is a there's a a ROM hack available of it that is sort of a a fixed translation of it it's an undub and uh, it's great Uh, we'll do that episode later but but the ability to do good emulation and good undubs where fans have gone in and like fixed these translation issues that the the companies didn't want to spend enough time and money on uh, makes a lot of these games like infinitely more playable. So I'm, yeah. I'm interested in seeing how that works out for me in my kind of inability to like get through really bad translations. Um, right. Seeing new versions of that and just sort of like being open to like, well, I played it. I didn't play the game they released, but I played a, a quote unquote better translation and was able to experience it in a way that was more enjoyable for me. I think that's going to help me in my JRPG journey. Yeah. Um, I, what we're talking about specifically is called the, the raw danger undub. Uh, if you have any interest in what raw danger is, I don't know, just Google it, yeah. Google it right now, Google it right now. Cause it's a, it's a wild, uh, wonderful game. 
that has uh, a very distinct vision that I uh, like quite a lot. Yep. Um, I would love to play all the games in, in that series. This is, Raw Danger is actually the second game mm-hmm. in a series of games that are basically all about um, disasters. Yeah, Disaster you know. Report. Yeah, Disaster uh, Report is, a, is another game in the series. Um, and yeah, uh, really looking forward to, uh, to covering the, that game um, whenever that comes out, which... I don't know. Probably be a couple weeks from now. It's a bit. It's a bit, but uh, we're we're playing it right now. So that's it. That's it. Okay. Sorry. I I belabored this episode long enough. I just there was a bunch of little topics I wanted to get off my chest. You wanted so. to talk about a bunch of little things. I, I get it. A bunch of little things. Sometimes this show is too focused on one thing at a time. You know what I mean? I don't have an outro, so we're stuck. We're just stuck in it now. We're just here. We're we're recording this episode until one of us quits. You know what I mean? Someone's just gotta hang up the call on the other one. It's the only way we get out of this. Yeah. Who's gonna just... throw who into your trash can? That's the question. When do we unmake each other? I'm hanging up. (laughs) Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamers Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Night Corey. (laughs) 